welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have been a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you a daily match of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The land of ABBA is ready to bring their queens into the kingdom. Sweden has officially entered the chat as Drag Race Barrett is here. So what was their first impression? Well, it's time to break it all down and join me as the international queen of Drag Race watching. (laughs) Oh my God. As my t-shirt says, emotionally exhausted. I feel that. Um, Listeners. You, you more than me. You're, 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 you're. You're juggling way more when it comes it, to like these podcasts. We are doing a lot of drag race at once. There are three franchises airing right now. We're getting ready for our fourth. It's a lot, but I do love first. that the fourth one is like you will meet the queens on this date. Literally, um, <laughs> listeners, whether you're listening to us from America or Sweden or wherever around this planet, you are a fan of drag. And if you are a fan of drag, you should know what is happening in America. Drag bands, not cool. Um, do something, share, tell people, give money. I don't care. Um, I'm using my platform, reminding y'all it's happening. And I will say it on every podcast, don't get mad. And if you get mad, well, then you're really not a fan of drag. Nope, you are not. All right. Also, listeners, especially to my friends in Sweden, pronunciations i apologize i will get better and i will try as hard but phonetically our languages clash big time um i've listened um to the google um i'm not good at it it's not sticking in my brain but i'm trying please do not get offended i'm really really trying i saw that you had posted like the pronunciation of it and even though it's being said to me i'm like i don't know how to pronounce this so i have to say sweden i can't i can't say Swerve, because yeah. it's it, it, it like, yeah, it feels like you should be saying like swerve, but I'm like, Sverv. I'm just gonna say Sweden because I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, all right. Well, before we begin, we have a um, little introduction from Robert Fox, our hostess with the mostest, giving us an introduction to the show and the season. And rather doing a montage of Drag Race's greatest hits, it's a preview of not only the season but of the literal episode. And if you go mm-hmm. back and watch the little preview moment here, you can basically tell what's going to happen in this episode because certain queens are present and others are not. Yep. I wasn't paying too close attention, but there are certain looks that you're like, oh, that's I saw that in the preview, so you're safe this week. Okay. Right. 
Now, um, they are going to have their own version of the theme, theme song. And again, I am sorry, it will make it will take me all season long. Pre- pre- Svares, 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 correctly. I listen to Google say it on repeat. It's just not coming out of my mouth hole properly. I am sorry, Sweden. I love you. I can't wait to visit you. Um, if there is any tips and tricks, I'm trying. But um, we got a little different uh, theme song here. Yeah, it was a nice little change. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it when the international seasons like switch it up. Like Thailand still has the best intro of the series and i wish america did that as a way to kind of get to know uh, uh, like remember like these are your queens these are the queens yeah. doing it even if they didn't for the real uh, regular seasons it'd be great for an all-star season because you already know the girls and that way you can uh, kind of amp up their like the introductions and just the basic like here's rupaul here's fake drag, I mean, here's a drag like, race thing the regular season in america like they mm-hmm. do that extra photo shoot like that is where you could use it as like an yep. introduction video whatever mm-hmm. um our workroom is pretty in pink and then we got that little splash of blue and yellow near the entrance got to pay homage to the homeland uh what did you think of the workroom i thought um, i thought it was really cute looking the only thing was it felt like the door frame was too small yeah or they're just tall i don't know it could be well there are really there's like what well, i think fontana is the only really small one but all the rest seem like i guess average height i don't know yeah. swedish are always refer to vikings and giants but yeah it felt like the door frame was smaller than the other than other seasons yeah. but i did like the catwalk sign to be like that way um also they seem to have a bigger workroom so they have a bigger budget than france mm-hmm all right, let's meet our queens. The Brazilian beauty has arrived. How wild is it that the first queen to enter the workroom doesn't even go there? <laughs> well, I also like that this cast has like three or four four people who don't necessarily... Yeah, four, four out of nine. Four of the nine are not... Well, one was from Sweden, or two of them were Swedish, are Swedish-born, but they don't live in Sweden anymore, but they're back... For the competition and two are like native or like not swedish born so it's like oh they went real international with this cast well it is fontana she loves fashion and supermodels and like any true brazilian waxes no i kid <laughs> dancing and singing um i did not expect that pint-sized kid in that confessional that jacket was ripped from the 90s I, I think her I think her confessional is probably one of my favorite looks. She has a really good confessional look. Yes. Um, she has dreamed of this moment and now it's real. And she is gagged that she's the first one in there. No designers on this look, but um I think it's cute. It's super cute. She know we know exactly who Fontana is. Is she Courtney Axe's kid sister? The jury is still out. Um, I think the <laughs> monochromatic is working well. It's very Abraham Levy with a Swedish twist. Uh, the wings are big and not going to be great in a bit, but I'm fully getting carnival out of it. The boots, I would have been fine if she eliminated the fur on it. The hair is laid and ready to party. Uh, good, good first impression. She is giving me Victoria's Secret uh, fashion show with yes. the wings, but I do I do like the monochromatic color, especially with the, it matches the, the eyes. But yeah, I think I agree. The fur on the top of the boot, I don't think she needs it. Nah. Especially because she's so short, it really does shrink her a little bit. It does. Uh, but this look, absolute toot. Oh yeah, it's a toot. Audience, 91% toot, 9% boot. Did someone order a tasty Scanian Spedicara? It's Electra, Her Royal Highness of Scania. 
Um, and I know, I know, I said it wrong. I'm <laughs> just trying to use the letters that are presented to me in English. Exactly. Um, first off, let's discuss what a uh, spatakaka is. According to Wikipedia, it's a spit cake. Literally, a cake on a spit. Um, now, was Electra's real? I don't know. But if it was real, that was a wasted cake. And I'm going to be there. I was like, there are hungry children that would have ate that cake. That being said, I would love to try one. If, if anyone can point me in the direction to try one, let me know. Um, I don't know what it would taste like. It looks like it's like just cake and frosting. I don't know. I, I feel like they've done this on Bake Off. And I think I want to say it's like from memory, I think it might be layers. Like it's like discs that you that you that you like build up and then it's like the frosting everywhere. That's what I think. But I could be getting confused with another cake because that's what like that's what it reminded me of when I saw her walk in. And I think that cake, the ring cake is also, I think, Scandinavian. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. at the age of 35, she is the trade of the season. Jesus Christ, that is one handsome man. When I saw him on screen, I had double take because I was like, oh, oh, hello. Hello, you're gorgeous. You're 35. That means you're close in age so I can date you without feeling wrong. Oh, <gasps> don't tell me those things. Yeah, it's OK. Right. It's OK. They could want a throuple. They could just want to. Hey, uh, it's possible. They could want a little New York, a little New York gay to come live with them in Sweden. I do it. I, I'm all by America. All right. This look is by Divisa Creations, hair by Mirla. Uh, this is how you slay an entrance look. This was perfection in my eyes. The color combo of that soft blue and white with the gold touches were stunning. Oh. The styling of the hair with that sparkle, incredible. And her beauty. Oh, I, I love her hair. Yeah. One of the most fav- my favorites of all time. A beautiful makeup artist for sure. Oh yeah, like she's one of those makeup artists that like, because you know sometimes girls who are makeup artists, they come in going like, do you just do other people better than yourself? Um, but no, her beat was like really good. I was like, okay, you have a gorgeous beat. I love the outfit. And yeah, I want the hair. I I, I want so I want to rock a silver hair. I, wa- I rock it enough as a boy. White, it's silver blue. It's like silver, yeah. It's that blue, has that bluish tone to it. Like I, well, you can, right now you can't really tell because I have black in my hair. But like as a boy, I rock my natural gray hair. So I'm like, you know, Precious could do, could do some silver too. Give it, give it a little, little shake out. Now Fontana. Oh, this is a toot for me, absolutely. Oh, this is a toot. Oh, I love that. Audience, it. audience, ninety-one percent toot, nine percent boot. Fontana will say that Electra is magic and gorgeous, and will note that she is from Scania, to which Electra is like a tasty southern treat. <laughs> We're going to hear the queens mention her from being Scania a lot. So I think throughout the season, I'll do a little more research and figure out what that means in relation to like the states geographically. Yeah. All I know, it's in the south of Sweden, and that's all I get from it. I don't know if they're country bumpkins. It sounds like the north is the country bumpkins. I don't know. Um, but she's pretty, and that's all I know. Oh, very pretty. As, as, like- as you can tell by me putting her legs as my background. <laughs> Electra thinks Fontana is a powder puff and just so bubbly. She will note her wings and tell us that she wants to sprinkle her all over her like she is Tinkerbell, I suppose. (laughs) All right, next up. Damn it, my mom was right. I can't do this. Just kidding. She has arrived. Yes, she has. It's the winner of the season because, duh, admire Thunderpussy. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make assumptions because I thought that about a certain girl on Belgium that's not there anymore, so... First off, the fact that Ina Klein and Knock Music is her honor scoring is priceless. 
Usually she goes by the name of Adam, but if the authorities call, it's Admira Thunderpussy. She says her drag is humor meets glamour, and she really wants to win this competition. I mean, she is truly giving you Carmen Ferrara and Envy Peru vibes. Like this girl is going oh, to Oh, yes. She has strong vibes. I, I, it was like she had a very strong confession. Her confessionals were very strong. She had uh, the moment she had with the uh, um, Almighty later on in the episode was like had that very Bianca adore vibe to it. She is giving. She does have a lot of winter energy. Like her, her, her um, what is it? Her promo was very like put together and it didn't hit me until you were talking about it on your meet the queens uh preview of the amanda laporte collection because i kept looking at her going like those lips are reminding me of somebody but why can i picture them in my head and the moment you guys said amanda laporte i was going that's who it is she has that amanda laporte lip energy yes she does um her look is by Renee, hair by Admira. Uh, this is how you pay homage to your country in your entrance look. The colors were perfect. This mm-hmm. is high drag with hints of fashion, just overall very well curated. Uh, but let's talk about that mug. It's perfect. Did she have her face adjusted to get that perfect mug? Probably. Yeah, I mean, like, mm-hmm. look at those cheeks. L- look at those lips. Like, she is giving you all stars lips. She is giving you all stars <laughs> lips. And she hasn't got a crown yet. Exactly. Um, this is a toot for me. I, well, I she won't need the All Stars lips because she's probably going to take the crown. It's That's like, true. yeah, yeah. She um, is a yeah. It's it's a it's a toot for me as well. Audience, eighty seven percent toot, thirteen percent boot. I think some of y'all don't like culture, but whatever. Also, if you go on her Instagram, this is inspired by Terry Mugler. So, y'all, this mm-hmm. is how you do a replica that's not a replica. Exactly. It's also very much, it's like, like you said, it's very, she's, she's walking in like country pride first, like being like, this is the first season of the show. I want to show the world what's, what makes Sweden, Sweden. And it was like, perfect. It's time for the meet and greet as Admira knew Electra would be there and seems to be meeting Fontana for the first time. Electra will note that she's so wonderful about drag. um, What is so wonderful about drag is they are so different, but have so much in common. Then confessional, the girl will be like, yeah, so Admira uh, has a reputation for being a little uppity. Shane, these girls are good on day one. It's like, they've seen the show. <laughs> they know, they know. <laughs> All right, Antonina Nutshell is here. Is she here to win? Yup. She is extra. She is all about big silhouettes, clashing colors, weird patterns, and all things vintage. <laughs> that checks out. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a note right now, if you go to her Instagram and you're confused by uh, the looks, everything she wears this episode is vintage and worn by someone else first. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like she RuPaul says, says you don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's true. She says she is the Viking queen and she's big, tall, and cuddly. She is here to show that you can be a chubby northern gay boy and do whatever the hell you want. She is living the dream. Um, we are going to hear this story a lot this episode. Um, did I think this was her Sayonara episode? Yeah. Um, but listen, I think she's going to be an inspiration to a lot of people. I know. When I was like... Cause they go really, they go really deep in the emotion. Cause you got that in the trailer too, that it was like, is this going to be a really emotional season? Um, Cause they were letting you have the tears early, but yeah, when she had her, when she was talking about growing up being a chubby boy and all that stuff, it's like, it resonated, but I was also getting that feeling of wait is, Oh, are you leaving first? Are, are we getting like, are you first out? Cause this is giving us first out storyline. Um, mm-hmm. But to be fair, that wasn't the case. 
to be fair, some of her drag was being first out storyline. Um, no I will say, game. yeah, I will say, I think she has personality, like oodles of personality. But yeah, but her 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 drag sensibility is like is on the opposite side. Like I don't mind that she wants to use recycled looks or reusing people's looks, but I do think it's just like there's something about like the like the polish that's just not there. Yeah. Like if I had extra money to throw around, she'd meet someone and be like, here's a thousand dollars. Go hire a designer. Let's make you pretty for once and see how that feels. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in a way she, I guess in a way it's that same feeling of like with Spanky Jackson, where it was like, she has the oodles of personality. Her looks weren't always that great. Um, but she had like, the comedic chops to like back it up motherfucker in the house tonight but i don't know if she has i don't know if she's gonna be the same like she could be the spanky jackson of this of this season and make the end on personality alone because i do think that's what saved her from being in the bottom two was the fact that they're like we your personality shines through which it does and i'm like i'm here for the personality so this look, pastel yellow, pink, do work well together. The styling is just what is questionable. Um, yeah. It's almost like she wanted capris that were made for someone much smaller than her. Um, I love the pink. It really does bring the top and bottom together in unity. I do think what is throwing it off is it's, it is a solid look, but also the paint doesn't live in the same world. Um, she's a campy queen. And I, that's what we expect from her. Yeah, um, it's the polish. We need some more polish. Mm-hmm. And I did like that they were reading the. Uh, I think it was Almira. It was. I think it was Almira was reading the crotch uh, of the of it. That it was like, um, yeah, it feels like it has whiskers as she walked. I was um, like, this, girl, <laughs> this is a boot for me. Um. It's like a soft boot because I like the idea. I just it just needs a little bit more jazz, jazzing up. The audience, 25% toot, 75% boot. The girls will look around the room and note that it's a modest pink dressing room. Antonina will do something that I cannot. Note that Electra has an accent. She'll pick up that she's from Scania. Uh, she will note the Brazilian girl and then Admira. And she's like, I hope she's nice. It's really going to be online. This is like, um, but Antonina will say that Admira, are, are you from Stockholm? Are you not? And Admira's like, I am. Did you not want me to be? And I'm like, what does that mean? What, is, what does it mean to be from Stockholm? I don't know. It's as I feel like, st- I don't know. It's Stockholm syndrome. I don't- Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, Myra is going to show us that she is a shady bitch, as you alluded to in <laughs> confessional. She will say that she would send Antonia Antonina back to the sewing room and note that it needed a crotch adjustment. As Myra says, her push screw whiskers when she moved because the crotch was cut too short. A longer crotch on Antonina would make them all happy. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to make me happy? One of the top five entrance lines of all time. Oh. Sorry, I'm late. I just did a massive entrance line. Brilliant. Round of applause for that one. And why it was so smart is she did it in English, too. Mm-hmm. It's Santana Sex Machine, or in confessional, it's Cosmo from the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> it is. It is. Santana is a 50-foot woman meets some gross man, and here she is. And she says she will bring a roller coaster of emotion that will make you feel sick. Um, she is a fascinating creature, isn't she? I love her. Like already. I was like, give me your kind of like BDSM goth sex kitten thing. I was 
here for it looking at her at her uh, promo her walking in i'm like going like i think i think her makeup still is like a very like a little bit like a little all over the place uh in with this look um but that entrance line was like oh you you just made me fall like i'm gonna be rooting for you to make it far the headpiece by Mario Mendez, choker and cuffs by Tommy Vowles, harness dress by Objectra, shoes by Temper Tantrum, which is a fantastic drag name. That name, who, um, yes. Nails by Yvonne Debichar. Uh, Okay, there's a lot going on. It's punk meets fetish meets creature feature. I think she edited this a little bit more and had a cleaner execution. I would like it, as we will see what she does later on. Mm-hmm. When she does have a concept, she can, like, devour um, again, as you alluded to, the makeup is the one thing that's confusing to me. It looks like she's got a little, like, uh, I'm just going to say, it looks like she's got herpes all over her face. Which that could be her brand. Herpes? I don't want herpes to be a brand. It's just like glitter. Don't be, don't have glitter be your brand. Well, it's like, it's sex kit, it's sex machine. So it just means like, you know, free clinic. That's true. Well, maybe she likes Pokemon and she caught them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be controversial here. I'm going to give it a boot i'm tooting it i'm i i loved it i like i don't like make a face aside actually i don't mind the face as much looking at it again i think it, i think the face the makeup works with what she's going for it's a little crazy but i feel like that's her like it's so i, I don't mind that it's like not pristine like other queens i was like yes the pristine look give it to me but i think because she's not going to be I think it's one of those things, like, if she walked into Dragula like this, it'd be like, oh, yes, girl, perfect. Um, But I think because it's drag race, the standards are slightly different. The audience will definitely agree with you. I'm very much the minority here. 81% to 19% boot. Uh, She will say guten tag, Amazons, as she will remind everyone that she is located in Berlin. Berlin. Um, and Myra, of course, has some opinions of the look, calling it grungy, ratty, and sewery. But like all of us, she is totally jealous of that body. Fuck her. Yep. Santana will, bitches. Think, yeah, <laughs> T- Santana will think that Antonina is from Stockholm, but she will say that she is from Umia, uh, but lives in Liverpool. And when I saw Umia written on the screen, I was like, I saw that piece in Ikea. I'm not cut <laughs> for you, Sweden. I love Ikea. It's adult Disneyland, and I love the Swedish meatballs. It is. Come on, I'm begging you. Give me a fucking Ikea challenge. Oh, my God. That'd be... Oh. That would now, be amazing. Santana and Antonina will bond being the Swedes in exile, and they have no idea oh. another one is about to come in. Mm-hmm. But it is truly an international season as Fontana is like, I'm Brazil, baby. <laughs> um, and the two of them are like towering over her, being like, Oh, I know. House in the room. Exactly. Where did that voice come from? <laughs> meanwhile, Electra's like, I'm from Scania. That's foreign, right? <laughs> all right next up uh what don't you do fashion well apparently you don't uh it's almighty aphrodite and technically she is a baby queen and she's been doing drag for a year uh she will tell us that her strengths are her outfits as she studies design and loves fashion oh god um she made this it, look help it me out didn't here. quite show I'm not a fashion queen, but like, where is the fashion? Like, it's a cat suit with hair all over it. But like, did she get that from the shower drain? And I'm just utterly confused. Like, maybe she makes Antonina look like Aquaria in that look. I don't know. Like, something's wrong. It's just not working. I do think her mug in her entrance is is very pretty. She has a very pretty mug. But it is that it's like her sense of style, like this entrance look, 
doesn't really say anything about her. No. But I, I kind of got that looking at like when you look looking at the promos, her promo was like kind of the weakest. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like, especially in this cast, you, you she's the one girl that's the non-season girl and everybody else has been doing it for a while. And it like, so I think it's a thing. It's one of those things with these shows where it's like, you want to kind of show like a vast range of drag experiences, but you know, the girls who are like, I've only been doing it for like a year, always never really make it far. That's her name is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But let's be honest, that was a cast of 16. So, oh my God, that could have easily been a cast of 14 and I would have been happy. Yeah. Um, it's a boot for me. Yeah, this was a boot. Audience 15% toot, 85% boot. Now Santana will ask if she made the look herself. And she's like, yeah. And the girl's like, oh, that's gorge. But please tell me the internal monologue. Like, I bet that it's juicier than what actually came out of your mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Antonina will ask to consensually gawk at her ass. I didn't really know. <laughs> Is it juicy? Is she not padded? What, what? What? I couldn't tell. I don't. I think the angle that when they did that, it wasn't like they were doing like a full booty. No, Santana was like, I have to steal it and bring it home. I was like, why? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the look might've looked better in person. Yeah. But because sometimes it's like that with the runways where it's like, oh, it washed out the color a bit. So it's like, that's why it didn't look as good. But like when it photographs well, I don't know. She will share that she is from Mara and is like the only drag queen from there. And according to Wikipedia, it's inhabited by only about 10,000 humans. They have an open air museum and they are known for their midsummer celebration, Swedish painter Anders Zorn, and ice hockey. The more you know. The more you know. As Almighty shares, she is the only drag queen from her home. And Myra is like, so there's no competition. <laughs> so shady. Um, but the poor girl didn't even know it was a read. Mm-hmm. Because she's not around other drag queens. No. And then Myra will pay her a compliment and note her bone structure is gorgeous. And this will confirm that Myra did get her face from the clinic. <laughs> blub, blub, darlings. Put your life jackets on because we're going deep. It's the walking fire hazard known as I'm a queen. Her drag merges fantasy, creature, alien, and mythology. And that person under the drag, I would never have paired the two. She really does like to surprise us, doesn't she? I, when she walked in... I was like, I'm here for you. I'm, I want all, all of this. Like you look like you are like a walking bundle of field of flowers. I was like, yes, give it to me. It, it, it was the, the, the out of drag look. I was like, oh, you are one of those artistic types, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, the look is by I'm a Queen and Mika Elias, hair by Likas Enigma. Uh, she is a walking loofah. Um, the color palette is where I'm a bit confused. It's haphazard. I like the blues and reds in the headpiece. The beige that comprises nearly the entire costume just clashes. But I think if we focus solely on the beige and look at the pastel blue and pink flowers and brought that into the headpiece, mm-hmm. I would be satisfied. That being said, I think Ima likes to go bold, and that is the reason for the season. Also, that mug. It's so intricate and unique. So much fucking glitter, and yet all purposeful. Oh, yeah. I, I love that she's very conceptual and, like, I don't feels like she doesn't care if you don't think it works. Yeah, she's an artist. She is definitely an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's I, gonna, I, it's she. she it reminds. She's giving me like kind of a bit like like Utica vibes in regards to like sure, sure. the bold the bold um 
craftsmanship of of what you're doing. It's the updo in the confessional, isn't it? I'll have to relook at our confessional look. I don't remember. We both it. got the the the, the silly hair updo. Uh, mm-hmm. But this look, it is a toot for me. Oh, it's a it's an absolute toot for me. Yes. Audience, a little bit more on the fence here. Seventy percent toot, thirty percent boot. Santana will share that she believes I'm a queen rated the entire clearance bin at the fabric store. I cannot confirm or deny. And while I said that almighty Aphrodite's look was in the shower drain, Santana says I'm as was from the shower drain, which explains a lot about Santana, to be honest. Mm-hmm. If that is what you think comes out of your shower drain. You know what? I would I would use her to loofah me up any day. So we're we're okay. Now Ima and Anton Antonina will bond being the tool sisters. And Antonina will say that Ima is so sweet and she hopes the competition doesn't change her. And yes, friends, let's read the edit. That's included in this for a reason. Mm-hmm. That does not sit well with me. I do not want I'm a queen to become a villain or hot-headed and, and egotistical. It sounds like it might happen. Oh. Mm. Drag race. Tearing now, friends apart. Now the queens will try to guess who else is coming. And they say Bobson. Who is that, you might be asking? Well, according to Wikipedia, Lars Ake Wilhelmsen is the artist behind Bobson. The character debuted in 1986 and is described as a happy, outspoken, middle-aged woman who uses glitter and glamour to make her days less boring. She sounds fun, and why is she not hosting the show? Exactly. Now, Santana will shade her and say that the place isn't wheelchair accessible because she's what? Old. Oh. Um we love that we paid homage. Maybe maybe Bobson will show up later on this season. Who knows? Oh, maybe that now, could, be a ch- it could be a challenge later on. It's true. But for now, Yato Kamashita Ne, Drag Race. Hang on, I'm back in Sweden. And that's the extent of Japanese I will share on this podcast until we do Drag Race Japan. Because <laughs> bitches, it's coming. It's happening. It's happening. It's out there. It's coming. It's Indigo. Her drag is Kaiwi, kinky, and chaotic. Can confirm. Uh, her style is Lolita latex cute jewelry and cartoons, also known as like a unicorn threw up. She is stuck in childhood and never grew up. And that confessional look is proof that hair is pink. She is wearing a hoodie. Is this the Wanda to Santana's Cosmo? Yes. Yes. This is like, this is like he, Indigo's uh, confessional look screams hot, to- like 1990s hot topic emo boy. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Behind the scenes, I know all the franchises do their confessionals differently. Mm-hmm. Some do it at the end of the week. Some do it within the day. Whatever, whatever it is. This bitch is doing her hair for confessional every single time. It is perfectly quaffed. Like, it, like that is a walking anime character. It, yeah, they, I, I feel like in and out of drag... They're a walking anime character. I think that's what they want to be. They want to be an anime character. Good for you. Uh, oh. Hair by Style by Serotonin. Cyberlocks by Cyberlock Shop. Accessories by Six Doki. There is a lot going on here. Also, I thought she was going to be like this petite, little, cute, tiny boy. Nope, this bitch is tall. Um, yeah. Very tall. It's chaotic. It's very Kaiwi. There are a lot of patterns and materials that combine to make this look what it is. Um, I think stylistically, she knows what she likes. From a drag perspective, especially in the world of drag race, this is jarring and new and something I think we as viewers are going to adapt to. It's not a new concept, but for what oh, this no. show brings, we have not seen this before. And hey, we love individuality. In, until, until they want you to conform, yes. Literally. Um, I'll give it a toot. 
Oh yeah, this is the two. It, it's very fun. It's very like bubblegum candy store. Like you know, she she ran in, let everything stick to her, and ran out. Audience seventy four percent poop, twenty six percent poop, and literally, Admira in her comment will say that Indigo is a walking Asian souvenir shop. And thanks to Indigo, we have completed our culture reference bingo card. Exactly, that was so funny. Um, she will share that she is originally from Stockholm but lived in Tokyo for a few years. She had dreamed of going to Tokyo, went in 2016, and the rest is history. Ima says that she and Indigo have met before, and Indigo was like, I may have seen some of you, and Santana's like, Grinder. And Myra says, <laughs> Indigo is like the debt collector's office, and I mean, fair, drag makes bitches broke. Exactly. Vroom vroom, ladies, start your engines and let's fucking go. It is Vanity Vane, the crazy party for incest. Uh, why the hell is a rock version of Here Comes the Bride playing as she enters the room while she's got a motocross look on? I had to research. It has something to do with Sweden, but I have now officially learned that it was written by German composer Richard Wagner, who uh-huh. lived in exile in Sweden. Who knew the rise of every man lived in Sweden? You know, you know, we just get a bunch of the hits from Sweden. I just cannot believe that Richard Wagner wrote "Here Comes a Bride," and that—that's insane to me. I know I'm learning culture through Drag Race, but come on, this is cool. <laughs> it's one of those things where I think I've never really stopped to think. Who wrote "Here Comes the Bride"? Yeah, <laughs> it's not some random person. It's like an actually. It's like a, it's really like a famous it. composer. Yeah, you're like, oh man. Uh, she will tell us that she is a slut in Sex on Legs, uh, which I honestly think is most of this cast. Um, and she lives <laughs> the orgy this face. cast is going to have later. Ooh. Ooh. Um, she is a magician with a makeup brush. Uh, her look, there are no designs listed. This is not the first impression you want. It's a black leotard with a biker shoulder pads, a helmet, and knee pads. What? Um, I think once she removes the helmet, the saving grace is the mug and the hair. I do appreciate the blonde and pink pony and the stones on top of the head. Uh-huh. Uh, this is just very simple and pedestrian, and I would love to know the thought process behind it. And if you go into her Instagram, you can find out. I love her mug. I think her mug is really pretty. Uh, the hair is giving me Elsa. Um, it was one of those things where I think I felt when she walked in, she had that like uh, Mademoiselle Boop kind of moment of everyone kind of knows her feeling. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like first, I felt like she was someone that had like a lot of like, she's very well known, but it just felt like the look didn't show that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a boot. I think I booted it when I, when I was swiping. So I think I'll just keep the boot. Audience 50, 50, right in the middle. Now Santana will ask the question that I wanted answered. What inspired the whole look? And she says her dad. I wish she said your dad, but like that is asking too much. But the reality is, uh-huh. this was actually her dad's motorcycle outfit that she repurposed. Yeah. Um, just get some sparkles, get some stones, uh-huh. get something. Now, Santana believes her biggest competition will be vanity. So, proof that the two of them will probably be lipstick at some point this season. Uh-huh. And Antonina says that vanity can do it all, and she's not the least bit jealous. So, there's no. nine in the room. There must be one more, right? Wrong. It's a cast of nine. What a weird number. Do you think someone had to drop out before filming? That's my conspiracy theory. Yeah, because we have, like, Italia season one only went to eight, 
But I think we haven't had a, a cast of nine since. We only do nine on um, UK and Canada. You, the, the versus the world had nine, and season one had nine. Yeah. Like Drag Race season one only had nine. But yeah, normally it's like I think eight has been a low number for like certain All Star seasons because I think that was like for a it's while All Star was just eight. eight or ten, then goes to twelve. Yeah, because six was the most, and I think the next upcoming will we'll have 12 again, I think. It's, it's the um, even but yeah, number it's like, thing. Yeah, it's an even number. So it's to do nine, it felt like, it, I do probably, it probably felt like they had someone that couldn't do it at the last minute. I So I have a feeling, I, I don't know when it's going to be, I have a feeling we will get a double save at some point. Yes, because I do feel, yeah, because I feel like they probably gave them the same number of episodes. Yeah, so I think they went eight episodes. episodes. So they have eight. So I was, I, I was half expecting either of them to do like, no one goes home week one. So that way they have like two weeks. But no, I'm like, we don't no, do that. We don't be, do that. We did it on Italia once and we, it was terrible. We'll never do it again. Well, no, Italia also did did it once and then like had a double save. Then they like had two, then they, then they were like, you both have to leave, but you're going to leave by lip singing for your life. Oh, that's first season. Oh my god, that first season. Uh, listeners, um, if you have not listened to part one of my DragCon UK podcast, uh, go listen to it because you will get an exclusive from um, Avahangar about that moment and what um, that meant to them. <laughs> She's very candid about it. It's really cool. Anyway, um, as Myra says, they are Auction Moms Brood Part 2. The alarm sounds, let the fun begin. We're going to get a video message from Robert Fuchs, who looks like she's a court jester from a royal palace. What a look that was. I was living for it. I was like, girl, yes, be fun. Because it feels like it was just like she was having fun with it. I will say that Robert Fuchs, or Fuchs as it appears they're going to be calling her throughout the season, is very mm-hmm. theatrical in a way that she paints the picture in these video messages. This is not RuPaul. This is not Mama Pow. This is not Supreme Deluxe. This mm-hmm. is a theater artist, and I think it's a really cool way to introduce a new style of drag artist into the hosting chair. Yeah, because the Robert is very similar to Fred in the, they're not a drag queen they're not as full, like their career, as their correct. career, but they have done drag and appreciate the drag art form. So it's like, so yeah. So I was very much like, okay, I'm here for you. Um, things we will learn in this introduction. They are a land of the free and universal health care. What's that like, I say, as an American who is watching the country go down in flames? Yeah. Other things I learned is that Prince Carl Philip married Princess Sophia, the Duchess of Varmland, and she is a glamour model and reality star of the Swedish version of Paradise Hotel. She may or may not have kissed porn star Jameson while filming the show. Oh, scandal. I know. That was the fun thing to learn on Wikipedia. Uh, Jenna Jameson, um, why isn't she guest judge drag race? Oh, she'd be awesome. Oh, my God. I get. I <sighs> will guarantee you that the Gen Z kids, they would be like, who's this? And we'd be like, exactly. You don't know. She probably would have told you you're not straight. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One of the queens called her Fox Lux, and that's the power couple I never knew we needed. Supreme Deluxe and Robert Fox. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Now, Fox enters the workroom and said, Fox, the suits. I'm wearing whatever fabric <laughs> Whoever styled this bitch. Wow. <laughs> RuPaul is rolling over in her grave. Because Ru has done some 
She's had some choices on her workroom looks. The girls will tell us that Fox is a phenomenon in a league of their own. A drag legend, a trailblazer who has hosted Pride is an actor. Oh, and Santana's favorite Easter egg. <laughs> that was funny. That was hysterical. Fox will welcome to them to the show and tell them they have brought them there as they represent something unique. Um, I did get some chills as Fox was telling them that they are pioneers in making Swedish history. Um, it really is a big deal that these countries get their own version of Drag Race. It doesn't hit us the same way, but it is special for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. I think I was talking to a friend like the other day that just felt like, couldn't they have merged like so many of these like franchises together? And I was like, going, no, I think it felt like it was more like hometown pride of like, Absolutely. we're doing our country. We're not going to be, it's not going to be Drag Race Scandinavia. Um, it's Which like, is no, what I wanted we, so I could host it and have a, a twink crew. That's what all I wanted. That's all I wanted in the world. <laughs> like, oh, twink crew. Literally. Um, so in addition to the crown and title, they will win an opportunity to perform at a sing-along show that I will not even really... I'm, okay, I'm going to try to pronounce it. I'm going to try to pronounce <laughs> it. Paul Skonsen? Sure. Uh, and then there's a cash prize, 100,000 Swedish krona, which I learned mm-hmm. is about 93,000 American dollars. This is one of the higher prizes in the international franchises. Yeah. To kick off the season, good for, it's time, good for them. Right? It's time for a mini challenge, and it will be scented with the sweet notes of summer. Don't get triggered, Florence Pugh. It's time for midsummer. Um, but according to Fox, think of gyrating grannies, a never-ending buffet full of herring and bad lays, heels stuck in the mud, rain seeping through synthetic wigs. Is this the greatest Swedish export since the Gripen fighter jet? Probably. Um, have you ever been to a midsummer celebration? No, I just watched the movie. Um, did it make you want to go to a midsummer celebration? Not theirs, but not yes, theirs. not theirs. There, but in general, it's like no. This sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it just—it's like it just feels like it's like just a big party celebrating your culture. I'm like, yes. I'm gonna upset all my Swedish listeners right now. I don't like seafood. I don't like fish, so I don't know what I would do. <gasps> the same. I'm not a big. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of seafood. I would be unless like, you give me hundred like, million dollars, Eddie. Well, unless well, you know what? I would. I'm pretty sure there'll be lots of fruit, so I can eat the fruit, and I will stuff myself on cake. Yeah. All right. So, um, Fox is going to be like, let's really fuck shit up. You know how you do individual photo shoots on Drag Race? Not in Sweden. Uh-uh. Divide into three teams. Mm-hmm. They're like there are three of you. Before we get into the action of the shoot, were you gagged by this little twist? I I I, I thought it was actually a lot of fun that they decided that she was like. Hi, you're doing a photo shoot, but you're doing it as a trio. Find, you know, pick. And that's when you get the girls who are like, I would have not picked these two girls. Does so anyone want to trade? Literally, whoever you are standing near ended up being your partner. And that was fine for everyone, but literally Vanity Vane. Like, Vanity was the only yeah. one who was like, what? She's like, I'm mm-hmm. standing with the children. Um, <laughs> Vanity wants to be with the older ladies. And I'm glad she didn't call them old because I would have been offended. Um, especially mm-hmm. when you find out later that the oldest is 35-year-old Electra. These kids, they don't, they don't get it. All right. The set has a lot of things to play with. It's very regional. Um, they will be shooting with acclaimed photographer, Peter Nudsen. He has worked with some of Sweden's biggest celebrities, including Charlotte Pirelli and Elvin Ridding. And I was like, who? Well, I've learned that Charlotte Pirelli is a Swedish singer and has represented Sweden in Eurovision twice. And Elvin Ridding is an actor and stars on the Netflix show Young Royals, which I will now watch. 
because it's I been on my queue because I well point. it's been on my queue because it has it has it's very gay but I have yet to watch it. He is because so sub, subtitles and I want to have to give it my full attention. I found my Swedish twink. Uh, mine is not a twink anymore. He's like a twunk, and his name is Electra. Alexander Sarsgaard. <laughs> Him too. Him too. Um, first up is the team comprised of Electra and the go and Antonina. Uh, so they're like, "What the hell are we supposed to do? Let's sit at the table." And Electra's like, "I'm going to spread my legs." Um, and I think a lot of people were very happy by that. Um, mm-hmm. The reality of this team is Electra is so polished, and the other two were just going to make her look like a fucking supermodel. That's what helps. Yeah. It's like, in a way, it was like, I can slay this challenge with these two. Let's do it. Now, in Germany, they have a thing called Das Boot, where you drink liquor or beer out of a boot. Well, here, they're going to do the shoot, and Electra is like, I'm going to pour vodka in a boot, and we're going to watch Antonina chug it for real. That was real booze. That was fucking vodka. Could you do that? Not out of a real one. The fake, the, the glass one would be like, even the glass would be hard because it's the angle of it coming out. It's still vodka. But, like, but it's still, that's a lot of vodka. I can barely do a tiny shot of vodka. I, I'm too old to do vodka shots. That was literally what you do in college. Mm-hmm. I remember a couple years ago going to DC Pride and we were doing vodka shots and I had to run to the bathroom and puke. I couldn't do mm-hmm. it. I couldn't do it. No, no. Uh, no, I'm, next- every time they do shots at the bar, I'm always like, I'm a bitch. Can you pour some Coke into this shot? Thank you. No, see, mm-hmm. no, I can, I give, I will do fireball. Give me tequila. I can handle oh, no. vodka. No, no, Mm-mm. no, I'm, I'm very much, I'm a basic bitch. I like, if I'm doing shots, I want it to be sweet and you can't even taste the alcohol because that's how it's going to go down. Next up is I'm a queen, Anmira and Santana. And Anmira is the only one in real costume, so they use that to their advantage, but they were all very timid at the start, which is not good television. Um, Anmira was serving Goddess of Midsummer while literally serving the other two on her team, which I think could have been a really good photo had they done it properly. But unlike the other team, they were forced to deal with some weather, and it was snow. Snow in the summer. Now, I don't know how weather works in Sweden. Maybe it does snow in the summer. I don't know. but Or... Um, climate change that's too but other, all i know is i do not want to be in nice summer clothes and have to deal with the snow no thanks uh-huh. they did fine just very unhinged and fe- speaking of very unhinged <sighs> vanity fontana and almighty aphrodite vanity really oh. tried to lead this team but fontana was like i want to do a pole dance and um those wings oh. got in the way of everything those wings were like a health hazard. It was like, girl, you can't do that. You're gonna. She kept hitting things. I was like, I was like, it was the Fontana show, and Vanity was not happy. And mm-hmm. the snow will visit them, and it's just gonna go badly. It's not gonna work. No. Yeah, it did feel like it was very much like Vanity and Fontana were were really fighting for like to be the star of their team, and it was just like you guys just counteracted each other because it didn't it didn't work. Upon completion, it's time to find other results. Fox reveals that the winning group is Electra, Antonina, and Indigo. What did they win? The honor of learning that there can only be one winner. It's mm-hmm. drag drama. The winner is obviously Electra. And what does she win? Probably the best prize in mini challenge history. Immunity. That's right. The bitch gets a free pass to the next episode. What did you think? I, of I was shocked because we haven't had immunity in the show since season 
Full five. Five, yeah. Because that was yeah, because that was the week Alyssa had immunity during snatch game. Otherwise mm-hmm. she would have been up for elimination. And yeah, they because they stopped doing that after season five. And the difference is that it's immunity came from a maxi challenge win. Yeah, that came from like you won the max challenger, you have a mini next week. But this is like, and I wonder if it's going to be, it's like if that's the push for the girls to be like, the games we're going to play at the start of the episode, you know, will have repercussions, you know, so make it good. I will ask, do you think this will happen in each episode? And do you think it does raise the stakes for the mini challenges? Because like, this is huge. And I kind of want this incorporated into the States if we had full episodes. Yeah. I think I think immunity should not not be not like it should be one of those things like photo shoots the reading challenge um I think those type of challenges for the, those type of challenges should have like a bigger reward to it like if you win the reading challenge uh, it should be it should be like oh yeah that's a good price to get but just to do like you know when they do the stupid like here throw like the wobble ball thing with the in between your legs like those little games i don't think should be shouldn't get like that type of reward but it should be like photo shoots like those type of challenges should come with like a little bit bigger incentive like oh yeah you're gonna get muni next week but yeah this was probably the biggest gag (laughs) of the episode so far and it's definitely going to be a top moment of the year because this is Uh a game changer i'm really here for it Books reveals that for this week's Maxi Challenge, you have to serve two looks, Hometown and Night at the Palace. What would you do for those categories? Well, Hometown, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from, uh, you know what, Hometown, I guess I would kind of do something like that, how, uh, like very, how Selena Cities came in with like the, the, um, the Trollo inspired look. Mm-hmm. I think I would kind of go with something like that, like playing off of like LA Chicano culture being like, I'm because I, I, I was born in East Los Angeles, which is a very Hispanic uh, area. So I think I would have kind of played off to that. Cause I like, you know, my hometown is like, oh, it's, it's a city and outside of LA, it's nothing, nothing big. Like if I lived in Pasadena, I'd come out with roses because I'm in a roses parade, but it's like, I think I would kind of play more into like my heritage as my hometown than than just being like because otherwise there's not much to do like with these like with like the historicalness of a lot of these franchises you have a lot more to play with in regards to your hometown than being like when you're from like or i guess or i'll be like here coming out looking like a dodger i'm like hey la dodgers like yeah and then night of the palace night of the palace well i was at first it was just like i thought they were going to be doing like these like kind of gowns but then it, i felt like it was like oh was it inspired by the you're, you're inspired by the book of it and they all came out like so unexpected like it was more dark than it was uh the dark undertones of the runway where i was here for so i don't know i don't know what i would have done for like night of the palace i think you should have gone out as a big moat just come out with water, sur- <laughs> surround it, be like that, be like a, what's her name, Vinegar Strokes, and the gems. <laughs> Literally. All right, it's time to get out of drag and get their shit into the room. Um, according to Admira, the best part of drag is taking the makeup off. Agree or disagree? 
Um, agreed. Actually, not the makeup. Not the makeup. The best part of drag is taking the corsets off and like, and if you duct tape the titties, pulling that duct tape off. Those are the best parts of drag. Because if your face is good, you don't want to get rid of it right away. So you're like, I will keep the face on and be like, yes, let's go out. I'll be in boy clothes with my face. But like taking off the corsets and like the cinchers, that's the best part of drag for me. Or just, or literally just slipping the foot out of the heel. Listen, uh, we, you and I have already had a conversation about slippers, uh, and that did go over. Well. I've, had, I've, had, I've had someone reach out about the slipper conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta have that comfy shoe after 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 you're done. Peep Electra saying that the flushed-looking pasty dudes emerge. What a horrible <laughs> life it must be to be hot all the time. I know. Bitch. Uh, the room smells like a school gym, and that checks out. It's oh, time yes. to. Sp- the snacks of the room. According to I'm a Queen, they include Indigo Electra Santana. Uh, she would like to lick Santana. Um, licking is weird. I'm just going to say it. I don't like licking. It's not for me. I think it's like if you're in the moment with someone that you like either are dating or like hook up with a few times, I don't mind. The licking could be kind of fun, but it's like if you've just met someone, like if you're at a bar and it's like one of those underwear nights and they just want to lick you, it's like, no, no, not, not here. Not now. We're going to have a moment at the table post D-Drag between Admira and Almighty Aphrodite that I found to be a truly touching moment. Um, Aphrodite tells us that Admira is a is huge in Sweden. She's followed her on socials for years. Uh, you can tell there's a lot of admiration on her part. Mm-hmm. She will ask her how long she's been doing drag, and Admira says 10 years, which is half of Aphrodite's life. Fuck you, bitch. <sighs> that was like, you know what? That was the shady comment about, like, oh, that's like half my life. But then Admira made that shady comment where she was like, oh, you know what? I, if you ever come, you can, you can, you know, I'll, she could stay on my couch, you know, and maybe clean my, clean the house, you know, as a thank you. I was like, is that a racial slur because she's dark? I was Ooh. like, Admira. <laughs> now, this is Aphrodite's way to pick the brain of Sweden's finances mm-hmm. working. And Myra will ask her about being the only drag queen and Aphrodite will follow up that she's essentially also the only gay in the village. They all know who she is because she does drag. Her aspirations, though, are low. She doesn't have lofty goals yet. The one she has right now is to play Stockholm Pride. And baby, I can almost guarantee you that will be a reality for you. Oh, yeah. um, whether it's through the help of your new sis or through the show, you, you got the chance. It's going to happen. Um, I think Aphrodite's presence on the show is really interesting seeing how green she is, but her representation, at least in Sweden, is huge. She mm-hmm. is the beacon of hope for those who feel alone and see something in her. And she represents that you can find yourself in a room with like-minded people. It is possible. Yeah, I liked I like that part of her story. And it did like I said earlier, that interaction reminded me of like the Bianca door, like the season queen helping out the the like, you know, the uh, the girl that has a you know few rough around the edge kind of kind of girl. It yeah. like it had a really nice moment of being like, you know what, you're here, you know, you may be the only one in your village, but you're not the only dry queen. There are, you have sisters now. It, you know, she's like, it's just a matter of like reaching out and being like, yeah, come on, get, let's get you out of that small town. Now, after asking for advice, Admira will tell her to have fun. She tells her that she wishes she could have given that advice to herself 10 years ago. And we'll follow it up with don't put too much pressure on yourself. Be a slut and try everything. <laughs> she will then joke that she can't, she can get far because she's cute. Unlike some other people cut to Indigo walking by. Oh, oh shady. Funny. Very funny. Shady. But yeah, this bond between Admirer and Almighty, very precious. Um, I, I think this was 
a really important moment. And like, this is what the American version is losing in season 15. Yep. Cause that is a moment that we could, maybe it was filmed, but because they had to cut down to an hour to like 40 minutes worth of time. Oh, we because it had to, it. The Queens have said it. The Queens have yeah. said we've had conversations about. Yeah. Cause that was one of those, like you, you feel like that was like, that was, it's like in a way it was like the mistress sugar spice thing where it's like you have young girls honestly they're not that they're like their age difference is really close they're not yeah. that far apart in age it's just it's just something about like mistresses 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 comes across that she's has a, she has an old soul i think it's what it yeah. is and it's just that thing of being like yes i've done it or it's like more or more experienced performing than you have someone who's like not as not as experienced when it comes to like being in a club, being on a stage kind of feeling. So I, it was those type of things where it's like, you know, they were there because of how they act when queens get eliminated or when in those untucks, but you're like, it would have been nice to see it more. You get the glimpses in like, you know, when they have their mirror confessionals, but it feels like they're giving girls the, the spotlight for it, but it's not, the, it's, it's really, it's what throws, has been throwing off the, ways of like oh you're you're getting that emotional talk you're going to be in the bottom this week or you might win and being like you're safe this week it's like well then why did you give her that moment there if we if it wasn't like going to pay off in some way all right well today is the day two looks on the runway santana will perform a crime against humanity as she will shave off her eyebrows why do you people do this to me i hate it the eyebrow shaving i hate it i hate it i don't think i'd look good without eyebrows i'm like "Mm mm-mm Ah, oh, what a shame! And according to Fontana, she is a drag queen now, which makes me question Fontana. Those are not real; those things are giant that you have in confessional. But whatever. <laughs> um, I'm a queen is excited to show off her looks, primarily her hometown look. It's really personal to her as she is doing a tile stove look based on her dad and the farm that she grew up on. His artistry has inspired her, despite her relationship with him traumatizing her. He didn't accept her being gay or being a drag queen. He sees it as prostituting yourself out in a subculture that he has no interest in. She shares she has come close to suicide, but drag has saved her. And upon hearing this story, Vanity says that so many people in their community come from a place of deep pain. Ima says that struggle she struggles with dark thoughts and suicide and depression daily as it's a battle every morning. And I was like, I, I can feel that. I feel that too extreme. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people watching who feel that. Drag is her saving grace. It is a creative community and allows her to get away from the toxic mantra that rears its ugly head, also known to RuPaul as the inner saboteur. The inner saboteur. Drag is a way to be who you are and allows you to shape your own life. Um, And yeah, um, it's not a new story, but it's really cool to see how I'm a queen is going to bring that trauma into her art in a way that we don't really see on drag race no and i think you're you get an idea of it based on like how her two runways were you you get you you get that sense um of the of like you know that that pain that she went through it's that whole i think it's that same thing where you say like good comedy comes from pain because you're working through it i think you can say that with drag where a lot of um queer artists like do drag as a way to get in touch with like that inner child that they had to um like push away due to just like family the culture around them it's if it's growing yeah it's the whole thing it's like if you growing up not getting the love that you want that you are now trying to recapture 
as as an adult. I think that's why you see so many people who get into um like the Funko Pops or getting or it's like collecting certain things because it's a thing of like I wasn't allowed to do this as a kid and I now have the money and resources to to buy the shit that I want to buy. So yeah, sometimes you can be like, God, are you a child? Like you're like, no, but I didn't have the childhood I wanted. So now I'm trying to reclaim that in my thirties or forties. Cause I have the money too. And it's like, I, who cares? I'm buying stuffed animals of my little pony. It makes me happy. Speaking of Funko pops, it took me until recently before I decided to finally do it. And I'm mad at myself because I know <laughs> once you Funko pop, the fun don't stop. Um, if you would like to purchase any Funko Pops, I have a long list of ones that I would like. But would you like to know what I purchased? My first. <laughs> what did you get? What was it? What 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 popped your Funko Pop cherry? I got Dolly Parton. <gasps> I got two Freddie Mercury's. And the, the, different outfits. Different outfits. Or, okay. Um, and I got my favorite X Men Nightcrawler. <gasps> Ooh, good one. I, I'm, I'm selective on my Funko Pops, but it's like, it is very much like well, I have I'll the, let I got... know right now the two that I would like. I want a Grogu and I want a Baby Groot. <gasps> baby Groot. I have a Baby Groot. Of course you do. So listeners, if you'd like to get my present, do that. Or you could just buy my merch and then I'll buy it myself. Mm-hmm. I think the last time I bought Funko Pops... I'm trying, I think it was the first uh, the Umbrella Academy season one. They re- when they released those, I got those, and the one I want is the Vanya as the white violin because that was like the chase one, so it was like the rare variant. And I'm just like, that's the one I want. I think I saw now it I want once, Fuck you. but I didn't get. But I did. But uh, I didn't buy it. And I've been look. I think season two's. I never, I never purchased season two, so I don't even know if they're if they're still out about. But I did get all the Rue girls except for RuPaul. That those are the ones. If I'm going to go back in time, I would go. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Antonina is honored to be on the first season of the show. They're here to show what their little country can do. Antonina will be representing Umia, and she shares growing up gay and chubby in the North got her a lot of biting comments, especially about her chest. She would have people say to her that Anton's big boobs squirt milk. Kids. Y'all are really sick in the head. Um, she will say they've always been sick in the head. I'm like, I was, I literally having her say that was like having so many flashbacks of being like a kid, being the fat kid in the changing room, uh, in the locker room at high school, where it's just like, is anyone looking at me? Where it's like, it's just so self conscious because it's like kids and teens can be vicious when they want to be. Absolutely. And she will say these comments stuck with her and aided into her problems with her body image. And we are now going to get a montage of Antonina as a kid. And I was like, that's very rare to see that many like childhood shots of a queen on this show. Interesting. Yeah. Normally we just um, get the, what we have to say to little Harry. Right. Um, we're going to hear her say to be little and uncomfortable in your own skin when you didn't have a body that was the way you wanted to look was an awful, awful feeling. Mm-hmm. She says it changes your self perception, and when everyone that when everyone sees you in that way, it's not a positive view. And of course, we have Alex for the hot one asking Antonina if she's been able to embrace her body and drag, and we will hear her say <laughs> that she has. It is her favorite thing about her drag. She says that she has a striptease act where she lets her belly out and says, "Look at it jiggle," and says that sometimes plus size women will come up to her 
after with tears in their eyes, telling her seeing her on stage and comfortable is really important to them. Drag is a source of pride and strength for Antonina, and she says that the fact that she can consider her body as an asset means so much to her. As we already alluded to, I was convinced that Antonina was a goner after this. I was for sure being like, we've gotten, we're getting pictures. She's getting a story about how she's comfortable in her skin now. And I'm like, are they going to make her the first out? I'm like, oh, this will and be then so. I was I was like, like, oh, wait, time out. Um, she is from Liverpool. They're getting her ready for UK first world. Uh, exactly. You're like, oh, she might not win, but you know, well, that's the thing. If the UK versus the world sticks around after season two. If the cast is the cast and I know it's the cast, it's going to, it's brilliant. Um, I don't know spoilers because y'all Reddit is going insane. So I don't believe anything. Yeah. But the only thing I'm, cons- I'm, I'm like thinking of is like, then what the fuck is global all stars is just, it's going to what like, Global All Stars is how you get the winners in and the legends back in the room together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how you get Carmen Ferrara, Envy Peru, and probably Sasha Colby exactly. in the same room with Alyssa Edwards and um, Detox. Like that's what the season is. Well, I'm here for that, and it's probably gonna be like a million dollar prize or something. Uh, exactly. Or Global All Stars is basically Viacom's version of the challenge, the world. That could be it too. We'll find yeah, um, I'll, we'll see. Whenever they decide to like drop, like this is the cast. Electra will say that she was moved by Antonina's story as someone who uses her drag to inspire. Antonina will tell her that her second look is exciting as it's her way to stay body positive. The twins will get their chance to shine. <laughs> um, this is an international season, so guess what? We have even more time to chat at the mirrors. What? Crazy. Yeah. Um, now we're going to have Admirer and Fantana chatting about their palace look. And Fantana will be like, I'm going to be a ghost. And Admirer will shade her and be like, so you're going to go as I'm a queen. <laughs> oh, good. She's quick. This is she classic. Is so time. quick. So um, quick. The thing is, I want, or that's the thing is like, I like, I'd like Admirer to be on an international season and averse the world because all these girls are slipping into English a lot. And well, so they, do know much, that they, they do all pretty much speak English as well. They all pretty much speak English. So I'm like, what these girls are like, yes, if I don't win versus the world, here I come. Now, Fantana is anxious, thinking that one of them will be going home. She does not want it to be her, especially not in the first episode. And Vanity is nervous about getting critiqued. She says it's scary. She just doesn't get nervous a lot. But walking the runway, it's hit her that now it's real. Mm-hmm. So let's get to the main stage where we have Flux giving royal puffer jacket supreme in that orange and blue with that 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 crown. You should I was, see I her did, crown. I, I her looks her look on the, the main stage. I was like, wait, oh, I'm I'm here for your like this is like bold and I'm here for it. Also, um, I'm just going to ask for it. Can we please remove the canned applause? Do not like it. Not here for it. Like underscore it with music or something. No canned applause. Yeah. All right, we have our panel. Kyle, who is an icon in the drag community. Why? Well, she breathes glitter, eats glitter, and poops glitter. Sweetie, go get that checked out. Uh, next, we have Fado Growth, who is being paid to be Sweden's Ross Matthews. I said what I said. You and- know what? You know what? It's I, I know lies detected. Mm-hmm. And joining them is Joan Just Your Screens. That is not Alaska. It is Daniela Rotana, who is a singer and a blue alien. I was here for her. I, She's like, I if was I'm like, in a drag race, I'm going full out. 
I'm going, I love the fact she was like, oh, you, I'm going to be on Drag Race. I'm going to drag myself out. I'm going to be blue with spots. Even when she was, uh, when they showed her in Untalk, she came and talked and she was walking back. I was like going, I was like, the paint on her in the way they put the spots. I was like, I'm like, girl, whoever did your makeup for this, A plus, applause. I hope you gave them a good tip. All right, we got two looks, so let's get started. Category is Hometown, and in honor of the runway, we will play Hometown Hero or Hometown Zero. Okay. First up, I'm a Queen, look by Mika Las, headpiece by Magnus Eriksson Bjork, and I'm a Queen. Um, she's tiled for your pleasure. This is a combo of drag and art. I think the headpiece is obviously the focus here, and it's a stunning work of art. She's taken the colors and introduced them into her paint and her garment. I wish the white was brought into the shoulders and arms and chest to make it feel complete, but I will give her the benefit of the doubt. Timing was likely not on her side. Yeah. Uh, the detailing of the straps and that bust are magnificent. This is artistic and quite striking as the first image we are going to get on the main stage. It also gave me, um, I think who was, it? I think Trinity did it in one of the all-stars that, that um, kind of like China pattern um yes. it, the the dress reminded me of of like a china pattern as well and i was like oh this is so pretty so pretty i am going oh uh, faro says that she's a storyteller and it is not easy to do that in drag the way she does it he said the tiled stove was absolutely stunning it is a hometown hero for me absolute hero here yes audience 94 percent hometown hero six percent hometown zero Next up is Vanity Vane. Look by Vanity Patches by Vanity's mom. Uh, she is from Nickelping, born and raised, and with them being known for the Airplane Museum, I appreciate this look. That being said, I just need more glam. Stone in the patches. Do something more. Um, the boobs are there. It was sexy. I just did not get the eye black. Like, was she about to go play football? And the boots, they were wrong. I think the eye black had to do with the, like, goggles, would be like you know the marking of a but it goggle. Would be on top two. Yeah, um, I think it also. Th I also feel like I think if she would have had more hips, like if the hips were bigger, I think it would have helped give her because she kind of was giving like somewhat of an hourglass because she does have a a pretty good size waist, but I think the hips should have been out a little bit more. Yeah, um, it's ooh, no hometown zero for me. It's a soft zero for me. Yeah, audience. 53% hometown hero, 47% hometown zero. Almighty Aphrodite, no design is listed. Uh, L Woods goes skiing. Um, I think it's a cute look. I think it's telling a story, but as far as drag presentation, you could tell she was terrified. I like the elements that comprise the look, but she could have gone so much further, not even with the storytelling, but just with the look. Yeah, I think, I think she had like elements there and even they said like if she would have come out walking on the skis and then taking them off that would have helped elevate the story a little bit she saw rita bega first then she would know um you can do it you can do it exactly i also feel like i think i would have that same vibe of first time on the runway i think i'd probably be shitting bricks to be like i'm walking this runway for the like you know in front of rupaul michelle whoever the fuck it is i would be doing that 43 being like <laughs> be like oh shit what the fuck why i'm here oh god i would be so freaked out um i think it's just that whole thing it's like it's like what it was like lashon beyond in season five like it's just like i'm here it's like yes you're here get stab into it uh kayo says that she could have done more with the outfit she wants more glitter and attention to detail faro says that she could have taken it for a step further and done a little bit more. He says, why not wear the skis rather than carry them and put them down? 
Yep. I'm going to be a little controversial here, and I'm going to give it a soft hometown zero because I do think the presentation of the look itself was cohesive. I just need the life in it. Yeah, I'm going to join you in the soft. Like, it's like, it's has, it had a lot of potential to be good, but I do think her, the fact that she's still so green was like, if she would have, if I think if you would have, if she would have gone on to season two, having that extra year and seeing the show, I think she might have been able to come out like with something a little bit more polished. So listen, a soft zero. listen, there is a world in which the first queen eliminated from the show can return in a future season. Check us back on March 19th. No spoilers, mm-hmm. but I just told you exactly who's coming back. On oh, I, oh, I, oh I, I, I know. I knew about that. Yeah. Um, uh, I watch YouTube videos. <laughs> audience, 27% hometown hero, 73% hometown zero. Next up is Indigo. Uh, look by Sanya. Hair by Style by Serotonin. Umbrella by Kaiwi. Iconic Ali. I'm just going to say this, that this is an American podcast. We have a very culturally aware audience, and I know that there are people out there who will question whether this is cultural appropriation. She lives in Tokyo. This is her homage to the city and culture. From what is being presented, there are a lot of clashing patterns. I do not know where to look. I do not comprehend why we don't have anything solid on this body. Um, It's fun. It stands out, but it's so busy that the perspective is kind of skewed. And literally, she came on Drag Race in her first runway wearing sandals. Are you kidding me? Sandals that didn't fit. And again, culturally, those are sandals that you wear in Japan. I understand, Mm -hmm. but... This is where Indigo is going to have a problem. You got to still give drag race drag yeah. too. I think my issue was the fact that it's like she wasn't born in in Tokyo and like lived in like and moved to Sweden and moved back to Tokyo. It's she's from Sweden and moved to Tokyo five like what six years ago. And has she has? I get the appreciation, appreciation of. I get the. I get the call. Like she's now. This is where where she feels at home is Tokyo. But a part of me felt like I. I felt like it was like an easy out to do Tokyo than to do, um, what is it? Than to do Sweden. Like for Fontana, she's from Brazil originally, so of course her hometown is Brazil. Right. So that's why the look is going to be inspired by that. That's the only thing I felt where she, it was like with her was like. I wish she would have done something Swedish because we know we're going to get a lot of Tokyo inspired looks uh, for the length of her time on the show. So it would have been nice for her to do something that was like from where she was born, not where she considers yeah. where she lives now. Kaz says there is a reason why she wore the outfit as she lives in Japan and says she could have worn bigger shoes. She says they could tell that they were too small and affected her runway walk. Daniela says don't hold back as there is so much potential. And Faro says that she needs to use every available second to connect with the audience. Um, I will be controversial again. I will give it a hometown zero. Um, it's too much for me. This is a, a very soft hero for me because I did like the look. I just didn't think it, I just didn't think she should have done Tokyo. I felt like she should have done Sweden, but that audience, was just me. Audience, 82% hometown hero, 18% hometown zero. Crazy. And minor thunder pussy, no design is listed. Uh, the bitch comes out in her first look in something that could literally be a crowning look. I mean, what the fuck is she going to present when she does get crowned? Like, I, I, I'm mad, but she looks incredible. The gown is stunning. The cascade of the cherry blossom petals beautiful oh. does this make me want to go to stockholm and visit congressman garden park sure. yes yes no, it does 
No, it really was. She came out. She came out so strong, and it was like, yes, this is a gown that you could see in our like in like the extra for the extravaganza eleganza look. And it's like, yeah, I do feel like, oh, that could have been used there, but I also get like, oh, you're doing a hometown look, and you're trying to do an elegant hometown look instead of coming out looking like a cherry tree. It's like I'm giving you, it's subtle, like not too in your face because you had the one judge just ask like. I didn't like when she asked, because I think there was one judge that didn't quite yes. get the read that it was yes. cherry blossoms. But once she got it, she was like, oh, yes, it, it, beautiful. So Kyle will ask what her city did it represent. And she says, mm-hmm. Stockholm, Kyle will say the dress was gorgeous, but it wasn't clear to her what the city was. Faro will say in the gayest way possible, it doesn't care. He loved watching it. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's us. that was me. Uh, it's a hometown hero. Oh, such a such a hero. Audience, 88% hometown hero, 12% hometown zero. Some of you are going you're mm. not going to make me happy. I can tell. <laughs> All right. Antonina Nutshell, no designers listed. She is going as the winter queen of Umia, and it's very pastoral meets Elsa. Uh, I wish the dress was longer. Like, what is happening with that retail space between the skirt and the booties? I am sure this is a touching homage, but I think she could have dragged it up even further. This is the first episode, and she may not know that the darker and heavier the lashes are, the more we will lose your eyes, and I cannot see them at all. I hope she gets Mm. a chance to play around and soften elements for the screen. Not it for me. No, she painted, even in both her looks, she painted really dark, so it was like, girl, we can't even see her face. And the fact that you were like, it's that wig, it's kind of like the dark rooted wig didn't help either. It's like you're, you're wearing a lot of whites and grays like so you had some bright colors around you but it was so dark in the face that it just like it didn't it didn't exceed anything yeah it was like when she walked out i was like she was another one that i felt like she might have just been nervous being on the runway as well for that first for the first time she was less nervous with her second runway but i thought the first runway had like she had i felt the nerves Kyle says that she conveys a lot of joy vulnerability and playfulness which takes a lot of courage with where she is standing hometown zero yeah it's a zero for me and from the audience zero percent hometown hero oh Oh, Oh, damn i guess we know what what look is going to be going on the worst looks of uh of the of the year list which i might not do this year because Mm -hmm. apparently i get blocked from drag queens uh from drag race if i do that so maybe i should do them uh santana sex machine no designers listed she is paying homage to lox and Dalana. so she's all in red to represent the dollar horse and the crisp red brand logo which is in fact a red horse i have to say i love the garment i love it the hair and makeup i do not the shapes are just not flattering the curls pass if this is how she paints natural i'm a little nervous for her yeah i think the wig a different wick would have would have worked better. I like that she it was like she gave us a different face, but I don't know if that's like her again. It's like I don't know if that's how she naturally paints herself um, when it's not like avant garde, uh, yeah. like with the colors. Um, I think the more natural look worked better in the second look. Um, but yeah, I think it's like I liked her look, but I think it was yeah her the makeup and hair. We're kind of with the we're kind of the dings in it, but overall, I thought it was a good look. Daniela says her eyes and her attitude for the first look were awesome and sucked them in. I will give it a hometown hero. Yeah, it gets the hero for me too. Audience: ninety-two percent hometown hero, eight percent hometown zero. 
Electra, dressed by Diviza, Walter Corset by Monster Child Creations. She says that her hometown queen is Anita Ackberg, who is a Swedish actress, and this is an homage to her when she was in the bathing fountain. If you look at the source material, she nailed the dress, but the casing around it is supposed to be water. Love the concept, but I think if the water effect really was bigger and cascaded all the way down the gown, that's when this would be an outstanding look. She looks beautiful. To be beautiful all the time. Fuck you. I know. Like her mug, gorgeous. I do yeah, the black dress, gorgeous. Yeah, I I like the idea with the clear cascade, but like you said, I think yeah, going all the way down. I think it could have just been one of those things where if it went all the way down, it would have really constricted movement. Like as a as it's a drag race. Shoot, I don't care if you can't move. But then they'll ding, then they ding you, being like, you could barely move in that outfit. That's why you're going to bottom and be in, and you're going to lip sync this week. So it's like, rather be like, I'm going to move and you can complain that it's not long enough, than be like, oh, you, it restricted your movement. Uh, so you're going to lip sync because you did a bad job. This, even though, even though she was immune this week, so it wouldn't have mattered, but she's this but still. This is an editorial look. Like, again, I think if it was a full cascade, do a photo shoot with it. Oh my God, it would be one of those beautiful things you've ever oh seen. Oh my God. Yeah, not exactly. If it was like a photo shoot, of a full cascaded plastic to look like water. Oh, it would be like the likes that it would be getting. It'd be amazing. But yeah, for for the runway, you know, m- you know, when they say less is more, this is more, more is more. Uh, I will give it a hometown hero. I really do like yeah. the concept. Audience, 69% hometown hero, 31% hometown zero. Bantana, look by Atelier Fabulous, hair by Airhead Wigs. Um, I met the friends at Airhead Wigs at DragCon UK. Shout out to them. Uh, She came from Brazil. I think this is so (laughs) playful and fun and exactly what a Brazilian queen represents. I love the front. It's athletic. And when she turns around, she is showing her hometown pride, known as her ass. Uh, The rhinestones, alive and well with this one. I think hearing you talk about it makes me like it a little bit more. But I think when I saw it initially, I was like, all right. Like, I wasn't, it didn't wow me like some of the other ones. Um, I'm pretty sure I probably gave it a zero uh, on the swipes. Well, I'm going to give it a hero. And the audience agrees with you, though. 38% hometown hero, 62% hometown zero. So y'all just go back and watch it. Look at her turn around. You know that ass is where your eyes are at, and that what makes it pretty. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, my eyes are probably on her ass too. Who's to say? Who's to say? All right. Category is a night at the palace. And honor the category, we're gonna play queen or jester. Okay. I'm a queen. No designers listed. She is the princess of the darkness, and I'm sure there is some Scandinavian castle that has this creature roaming the halls again i'm a queen is going to give you artistry and that is what we have here she was lucky to have had a white face in that previous look as she could adapt to the face here the leotard is heightened and detailed and pairs beautifully with the boots and the headpiece i think the use of the black string crystals was perfect this is quite a striking image oh it was like when she walked out i was like oh this is not what i expected the category to be and i'm like is this book is like because i think it's initially based on a book that they said like the theme was inspired by and i'm like i kind of want to read this book because this dark and gothy yes uh yeah i loved it it gives me like like dark imp like with the headpiece like she's like like she's a creature that's going to come out of like like the chimney and like eat the children 
Daniela says that she is a bug that she wants to smash to death in the best way possible. I do too. It's a queen for me. Oh, well, it's in her name. It's a queen. Audience, 86% queen, 14% jester. Next, we have Vanity Vane, look by Misty Bubble. She went with a ghost story thing that I do not know how it fits the category, but let's make it work. She starts off as this woman in mourning with a veil, and then she removes it, and that face was terrifying. She will remove the wig, and then she's bald. Um, obviously, she's Lady Voldemort here. Yes. What I will knock points off of is the dress. It is boring. There is some pizzazz, but not enough pizzazz to compare it to what she has done with her face, which is literally a transformation into a terrifying creature. Um, do you eat hearts for breakfast like she does? Um, no, they never stay long enough for me to eat them the, morning, the next morning. Um, my one complaint was the bald cap whenever they did close-ups on it you, you can, that, that line. line was like right there and that's all i could see which was like it kind of ruined like what you were doing with your face i liked the versatility that she gave because i wouldn't have expected her to come out looking like she voldemort um but yeah like the dress itself is a little pedestrian like it's like the crystals on it are gorgeous but when you do that wide shot of the full look it's just, it's just like, it's just, it's like you wanted more from her. I think, I think given her, how they've come in with her, like in regards to like how much they like, um, the other queens were like, oh, she's this, 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 and this. I expected, I think, a little bit more than what I got from both her runways. I'll give her a queen, but it's not perfect. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a very soft queen for me. Audience, 76% queen, 24% Chester. Almighty Aphrodite. No designers listed. Uh, so she was going to be that bitch that chops off your head, obviously, but unfortunately she was her own executioner. I like the play into this taboo dominatrix idea, but that fucking crown ruined the illusion. I think there was a world where this could have been a safe look, but she had no presence on that stage. She walked no. to her mark and walked to her mark and you didn't have a time to appreciate the garment. Exactly. I think the crown shouldn't have been there. And I think she should have been holding like a bloody axe to really give yeah. you like the like that. It's like she's coming for your heads or even holding a head like a fake head to indicate like I'm I'm the I'm the master of the guillotine and this is what you're going to get. Yeah, the crown really was just like anytime a girl puts a crown on her head, you're like, you know, you're going to go home. It's a jester for me. Yeah, it's a jester. Audience, 31% queen, 69% jester. Indigo, look by Sanya, hair by style by serotonin. Of course, she's going to go full cosplay. I think this is going to be a very interesting season for her because the world of cosplay and drag have really played well on Drag Race together. Mm -hmm. This is a cartoon come to life, and I like the elements, but I need her paint to match the boldness of her outfit. The hair is something out of an anime. If this showed up to a Renaissance fair, I'd be like, yeah, go off, sis. And mm -hmm. the reveal. Not worth it. The I reveal think I wasn't worth it. To, yeah, I have to get used to her aesthetic on Drag Race. Nothing against it. We've been force-fed a narrative of what constitutes drag on Drag Race. And it's cool to see Indigo breaking the mold. It's now up to us to appreciate it. But I'm not there yet. I think for me, for this look, I think I liked, I liked the idea of the look. But because it, it just read, like, I felt like I'd seen this look on, like, like already just in anime and things like that it was, like it was too it was too it was too cosplay for me yeah and especially like 
And so I didn't get, I didn't, it didn't feel like I, I got the theme that they were going for with it, especially I think it, like, the theme was supposed to be what she was supposed to be a princess and like the pillows she was sleeping on or whatever. But I also just realized she's wearing a crown as well. And I'm like, so both people that wore crowns ended up being in the bottom. Uh, it's a jester for me. Yeah, it's a jester for me. Audience 43%. I did like the wig though. 57% jester. I mean, the wig is cool, but again, it's very mm-hmm. cosplay. I, I very know cosplay. Yep. My designer pussy, no designers listed. The fact that she did not come out as the Grand High Duchess Supreme says that this bitch can and will do it all. She is a royal sergeant and gave you again full high drag. The yep. cut of this uniform is sexy. The mug is Aquaria when she finally reaches her 30s. Very mature. <laughs> Um, the stoning, impeccable from the boots to the jacket, not a stone out of place. Brava. Oh, yeah. This is pretty much drag perfection. I, I just, like, I, she's, I'm she, it's like, exactly. It's like, you are, she is giving you final two energy with like being like, unless she fucks up royally, you really, she is really one, the one to be. Faro says that he is a fan of carnivals in the circus and she brings the carnival and circus with the glitter and glam. It's a queen for me. Very much a queen. Audience, 93% queen, 7% jester. Antonina Nutshell, no designers listed. Her concept is a modern princess after a rave. So I guess she went to one of those color paint parties. Um, This is her body positive moment, and we have to celebrate that. The issue here is the styling. I cannot fathom why she has a dress that is bunched into a belt. Um, Though we will kind of learn that was kind of the story she was trying to tell in Untucked. I think the idea was to do a baby doll dress, but it's not working. And seeing that black mm-hmm. is the biggest detriment. She is a camp queen, and that is what she will bring. She is going to have fun. Now she has to marry that into the world of styling in order to amplify her joy to succeed on this particular show. Yeah. I like, yeah, I like the idea she was going for with her body positivity, showing the girls. But it was the way, yeah, it was just like how everything was styled. I didn't like the wig. The panties, I get like she's, I get it's like the girl who's just like she's a she's a wild party girl. She don't care that her panties are showing, but yeah, I think the ultimate execution altogether, nothing like really stinked. It wasn't like it stinked up the way I think she wanted to. Kyle says that she doesn't want to see her panties. Neither do I, Jester. Mm-hmm. Also wearing a crown. She see, wearing a crown. all all Audience. the girl, everyone that wore a crown. Audience, eight percent queen, ninety two percent Jester. Mm-hmm. Santana Sax Machine. Uh, no designers listed. Remember Lumiere? This is him now. Uh, I think this is just one of the most striking images I have ever seen from a look on Drag Race. Um, and we saw some striking images this episode already. Uh-huh. This is an A minus. It could have been an A plus with some stronger choices. I know she wants to show off that body and she has it on display, but I think for storytelling, give me a full latex gown in white and let that dripping effect hit the floor. Yeah. The strappy heels that blend in itself into the chains. Really well done. Also, please, how is this not a fire hazard? Do we now allow open flame on drag race? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if because it was they like all the candles were so far apart from each other. I think I there could have been like why, or maybe not fell, all of them were if lit. The bitch fell, the show's up in flames. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I like the idea of this. It reminded me a lot of what was it Smithy Drop when she came out uh, in episode one. Yep. It was like I was like going, ooh, these girls. I'm like these. I'm like, are they just like this is like the same thread? Um, no. When she walked, like when I saw this in the commercial, I was like, 
you shouldn't have put this in the commercial. This is a moment like to gag us with when we see it on the runway. But it was like what it's like it was like one of the best looks to come out on that runway night. What yeah, so when it came out, I was like, Oh, this is this is gorgeous. I love it. Love everything about it. Daniela says the chandelier and everything was incredible. Faro says that she's exciting to watch and her creativity is off the charts. He says, talk about taking drag to the whole new level. It is a queen for me. Oh, yeah, she's a queen. Audience, 93% queen, 7% jester. Electra, no designers listed. This is a very subtle look and also lands in the world of cosplay. She's a fairy princess. I love pastels and how it plays in the dress and the hair and the wings, but she's missing something. Maybe it's a statement piece around her neck, or maybe this larger gown is not the right silhouette for her, despite mm-hmm. it feeling right for the character she's emulating. It's a safe look. I don't think she would have been in danger, but immunity was a good thing to have just in case. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she would have been in the bottom if she didn't have immunity. It would have been she would have been safe with the looks that she presented. Like it's a cute look, and I do like the I do like that she went light where almost every other girl went dark. Yeah. Um, so I do, I did like that. It was like, oh, she's like a little bright light in the darkness of the story. Uh, but yeah, it's like a soft queen for me. It's a queen for me. Audience. I just, y'all loved it. 100% queen. <laughs> oh my God, 100% how queen. This one is the 100%, I don't know. I don't um, know how it's 100% either. I thought there'd be uh, people that wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, uh, Fantana, I know that's not listed. She says she's a ghost, and I'm like, maybe that's what a ghost looks like in Brazil? I don't know. The skeleton face with the stone was brilliant. I think the garment itself was a reject Lady Gaga costume. And the boots, <laughs> again, very Lady Gaga. Am I just mm-hmm. wishing this was a bad romance cosplay all rolled up in one, perhaps? The hair was majestic. I was just very worried it was about to fall over and topple her. I know, but, you know, she she must have a strong neck. Uh, yeah, the, the face wasn't giving me ghosts. It was giving me a lot more like Day of the Dead. Yes. Um, it also reminds me of like you know when the when like those uh, what was it that was that movie I don't remember when it came out but like they would paint themselves as this kind of style of makeup and Rob Banks I think it was or something like that I don't know my sister loved it so that's why I remember it and you also have Evan Peters from American Horror Story did that kind of look oh yeah mm-hmm. uh, Tate uh, it's a queen for me oh yeah this is a queen audience eighty seven percent queen thirteen percent jester. Fox has decided that Vanity Vane, Electra, and Fontana are safe, leaving Santana, I'm a queen, Admira, Antonin, Antonina, Almighty, Alfredetti, and Nigo as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Yeah. This was yeah. a very much, after the runway, it was very much like an episode where I was like, um, th- it's going to be between these two for the win, she's high, they're safe, these are the ones in the bottom, definitely lip syncing, going to be between you two for that other spot. And then after hearing the deliberations, like, yep, these are going to be the clear. These are the bottom two. Still between these two for the win. And then go from there. Now we're going to bypass Untucked for now because, yes, friends, we have our own separate Untucked, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. It is time for our first decision. Fox will decide that the winner of the first Master Challenge is I'm a Queen. And she will be the first queen to have a portrait on the wall. I was like, oh my God, are we doing the pyramid from Dance Moms? I enjoyed this like portrait on the wall. It was very America's Next Top Model where it's like, it also oh, very, the winning um, picture would be, will be, will be on display all week. It was also Dragula this past season, but whatever, that was. <laughs> well, except it was the opposite. The pictures went on when they left, not oh, when they won. <laughs> um, and Mayra, Santana, and Donanina will be safe. That leaves Indigo and Almighty Aphrodite is the bottom two. 
I don't agree. I am shocked that Antonina wasn't in the bottom. I thought what saved Antonina was the fact that they kept referring to her personality, her charisma. I think that was her saving grace. Because if they had but I still not, think if, she would have won the lip sync. Oh, I think she would have won lip sync regardless. But I don't know. Maybe they were just like, we're going to save you this time. I think maybe they wanted to see what Indigo can do. That's fair. Um, the song is Daniela Rotana's Puss and Cram. That is a fun pop song. I like this bitch. She's cool. Oh, I was I was enjoying the song. I thought it was really fun. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. This is, you this can is tell good. that Aphrodite is green and nervous. There was no mm-hmm. chance that she was like saying. Uh, she eventually let loose, but it was not going to be enough to be compared to a queen that has experience. Yeah. As the first queen eliminated, our pork chop of Sweden or our Svita's fist, whatever you want to say, is almighty Aphrodite. And it's just like another day. Do you agree? I do. I do. I did think that like Indigo was giving a lot more. Like it took a lot while for like for her to um, rev up, but I felt like she didn't know the words. Uh, Almighty. I felt like every time they shot, every time they went in a club, every time they shot just Almighty, I always felt she wasn't like really sure of what she was lip syncing to. So that's why I felt like, I felt like it was like, oh, Girl, I don't, you're, I'm not sure what you can do to save yourself. That's true. All right, let's go through and talk to very, very quickly. Um, joining our friends at home and in the Philippines, Drag Race Survivor gets their own untucked um, highs and lows. Um, first off, we're going to have Fontana share that she's an immigrant and the language barrier is a burden for her, which is not necessarily something we've heard from other queens on their iterations if they're not from the country. But this is kind of important. I think mm-hmm. um, we'll have a lot of this being a thing later on this season yeah we are going to watch the girls ponder who the top and bottoms are using, i thought that was a lot of fun using these little fans with the faces on it world of wonder what are you doing where's the march exactly i'm like why are we not doing this this is one of those things like i want that in the u.s season because the way these girls have been like i'm second i was high safe it was like i want I want the I want them to be like do 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 and have these girls walk in going like well this is what we think of you guys this week. Literally, I, I love it. The shit storing that would cause in the U.S. seasons oh would goodness. make Untucked a lot better. They'd be a lot more fighting. But I also the other thing too is like when they came back, it was like they, like when they came back from deliberation and they were all together. No one brought those two things up. Like no one was like oh yeah well, she's definitely winning. Or it's like oh yeah we're definitely lip syncing. It was just them talking. It was like it was just there for more and more like us than for the girl for right. the queens. So they're going to be split between I'm a queen and Santana as the top. Uh, they are in all the candles, but ultimately they're going to say Santana. Mm-hmm. At the bottom they pick the right three, but feel it's Antonina and Almighty Aphrodite. Uh, I'm with you girls. I don't know what happened here. Um. I'm a queen. I think, I, it also, I think maybe it was, but you know, sometimes when they go back in Untucked and the, it's things that happened in Untucked, they're like, oh, you're, you're, she was going to be safe. No, put her in the bottom. You know, we're going to get, we're going to get a battle with these two if you do that. Or it's like, make her safe because the drama that's going to happen afterward is going to be even better. I'm a queen and Santana are physically unable to sit. I mean, drag fashion is hard and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santana is basically going to be told, telling us that she was told she's a jizz bucket. Um, and she also hey, so never pain. looked so good. She was in so much pain that she wished the criti- the critiques were an email. Mm-hmm. Could have been an email. Look at that meme <laughs> getting around the globe. Well, I think when your outfit is you just doing this, 
for so yeah. long it's like you're it's even if you're it doesn't matter how what shape you are the fact is like your shoulders are going to get tired your arms are going to get oh, tired yeah. like of holding up like and especially it's like we don't know how heavy the the candle uh, candle things were so it's like she could be holding like a heavy load it's true <laughs> Um, we're going to learn that drag is trauma in the world of I'm a queen, but she did pay homage to anime and cosplay and Indigo is like, what am I chopped liver? What am I doing? Uh Um, other things what will happen is we're going to watch Fontana spill her drink on her white look. She not she did it like twice, didn't she? she did it twice at the end. Of and the then she, she, as she's walking away, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm really clumsy. I'm like, girl, what are you going to break? What are you going to break this season? The bitches of the Philippines are eating their way through untucked, and this girl can't even hold a drink. No, I foresee when they do the sewing challenge, she's breaking a sewing machine, guaranteed. Um, At one point, we're going to hear that someone, I think the judge is called Almighty Aphrodite Snooky. What? I I miss that. I miss that. You know, I don't know. I guess she could. Now, we're going to watch Almighty Aphrodite be noticeably upset. And again, it's Admira who's going to walk across the room to comfort her. This bond was really quite beautiful. And I really, really think it's important to Admira's full story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do I do like the fact that they bonded so quickly. It's really, it's really nice. And I do feel like that's what I think it's like. I think she's going to be a good, like like anti-figure in her life. And I think that's what she needs. She needs a good auntie to help her, like be like all right you want to be you want to be because she wants to be fashion and go to fashion school i think that's going to be the good push to be like go to school like get those little tweaks that you're going to need to learn so that's going to elevate your drag game down the line and tanina she's feeling fine um kyle's going to be your new bestie they're going to raid her closet to get some drag um don't think of the same size but go off sis i hope that's great (laughs) but the thing we're going to learn here is the panty it was deliberate because she is wearing another set of pants. She's wearing, exactly. She's wearing. So it was all deliberate. And I think the story that she was trying to tell is this party girl got her dress stuck in her panties. Mm-hmm. It didn't read that way on the main stage. Yeah, that's the problem was like, I got the idea of what she was trying to do, but it just didn't like read to the judges and even to the audience like that exact thing. Um, and I do feel like I think it was like her talking to them about like what she wanted to do. I had the other panty. I think those were like things that, you know, productions looking at going like, OK, go back and then talk to the judges like, all right, this is what you need to do for the lip sync. The girls will say she is inspirational for showing skin. They find it bold and beautiful. Now, up until this point, Admira's narrative is shady and confessional. But to the mm-hmm. queens, she's not as Fantana will thank her for sitting next to her as they were getting ready. And Fantana will say she feels it's hard to be part of a group and it's not always the same language and there's a language barrier, but her sitting next to her made her feel happy and calls her a huge inspiration. Cool. Well, I think it's also when they're in the confessionals, they probably have to say a lot of stuff to be like, okay, what can we use at which moment? So I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, we're going to get probably, she's probably going to come across more shady and confessionals than she is in the workroom, but that's all how it's, you know, that's how the show works. Yeah. Um, Electra was very happy with her hometown look and she's going to tell us the story that she did Anita's makeup and she may or may not have killed her after showing her the brows she did for her. (laughs) Iconic. That was such Um, a cute, that was such a cute story. I loved it. Daniela is going to come backstage. The girls are gagged. Uh, you can tell that they love her so much and she loves them. Um, and then they're just basically going to tell her that she's the love child of Ursula and Avatar. 
I can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she will ask if they're sisterhood yet, and they said not quite yet, but they will be. They're they're going to be close. Um, right now they're just zippering each other up. That's about the extent of their sisterhood. <laughs> um, but she will advi- uh, offer some advice um, and say they all just love her. But she tells them it's a battle between her good side and versus her inner fury in her song, and she goes full out and tells the girls, "Go full out." Yeah. Um, and then before they go, Fantana drops another drink. Um, just don't put glass in front of that. Give her a plastic sippy cup. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we did not get here, but we get in the other two on Tux, is we're not going to watch Almighty Aphrodite pack up. No, that was the one thing where it's like. You just see her. I don't remember what she. I don't even think you just saw what just saw her leave. Walk right? her, see her walk her in, walk in with like a stuff in her hands in black and white. And that's it. That's all we got. Yeah. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Shoot. What is Almighty Aphrodite's legacy? Um, that she is more than her small town. Yeah. Um. In the rankings of first boots. I'm not going to say her performance and her presence was like number one or near the top, but Almighty Aphrodite, if you're ever going to bring someone back, she's the one to bring. Back. I can see, I can see her being. She's like Shangela. She, that's what I was going to say. It's like she was giving me Shangela energy of like she, green, but has the potential. So if they decided to do, it, well, obviously it's getting the second season because they come in pairs when they buy them. I think it's like if they wanted to bring her back and do nine new queens with her. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad to see her come back next year if they decided to go that route. Who won the week? I think it might have been. I would say Admira. I, I think agree. She, she her looks both of her looks were she may have not won the challenge but both her looks were polished. Her entrance was on point. Her talking heads. I think she her talking heads gave you cunty. But her personality also gave you sweet. Like I think she, her she came across motherly to Aphrodite, and I think and the, I think it's like she gave. She, I think she created a really good bond with a queen faster than I think we've seen any than any other season. We've I think never. she came, she she gave a she was giving us. I think she because she walked in giving that winner energy already. That it's like, oh yeah, this is this is yours to win. I'm not going to say it's the same drag, but we have mm-hmm. never had anyone ever be able to be compared to Bianca Del Rio until now. This is yeah. the same story arc, the same mm-hmm. energy, and I'm okay with it. Like they're not going to ever compete against each other in the sense of they do the same thing. Like Admire is not an insult comic, mm-hmm. but they are the same energy, and I love it. I think yeah, because she has that same quick tongue that, Veron- that Bianca has. Bianca has a quick tongue, a quick wit. That's what she has, and I think that's what it is. It's just like, you have someone who's like been there, done that, and she's looking at someone who hasn't yet done it, and she's like, let me make sure you don't you don't fall, because it's like, if I had someone like me 10 years ago, I probably would have done a few things differently, but, it's, but those experiences helped me be where I'm at, so just be aware of what's to come. I think we know the answer, but after one episode, the winner of the season is... I think it's Admira. I think so too. I would be shocked. That thunder pussy is gonna th- is gonna thunder fuck the entire competition. Where can we find you on social media, Venom, and any projects you want to plug? 
Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Harry is precious as Harry. Uh, the Venmo is precious envy. Uh, if you're in New York, I will be competing next week at Full Throttle, which is uh, hosted by Marty Gold Cummings at The Spot. Uh, so that will be happening that Thursday night. Uh, and I am going to be in Michigan in April for like a good like a good like week and a half. And um, so if there are any listeners out in Michigan that knows of any Queens, uh, I would love to do some guest spots while I'm in town. You know, give, give a little Precious Does Michigan tour would be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it'd be fun. I'll be there a while visiting friends outside of Detroit. And so, yeah, it'd be fun to do actually gigs uh, in somewhere that's not New York or, or the West no. Village, you know? <laughs> Sounds fun. Yep. Well, thank you for being here. I'm sure you'll be back later this season to talk more. You know, I'm okay being your first uh, first episode guest on all the international seasons. It's been fun. <laughs> the biggest thanks to Precious for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.